1: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the
2: official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. When things look their gloomiest, you got to buckle down, buckle up, get ready to rock and roll, baby. Because that's the only way you can do it. Been in situations like this before. And you know what? You look around and you get a read on the men around you. And You start to get 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 an idea of who's got real steel in them and who doesn't. But those guys that do, you stand up and you start moving about and you start talking to the other guys and you got to start realizing that look, we're coming down to it. There's something that you got to do and that is to put it together and make a run here. And I I know a lot of people are going to go ah you know, hey this is the life of a pro football player. I'm am not giving you anything new and I and and and. Like, wild. I'm telling you what the view behind the face mask is. I'm telling you what's going on behind the eyeballs of those guys in the locker room. That you, There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to go for help. It comes from within. And it's got to be those guys in the locker room putting it together. I got a friend of mine. He's an old cowboy. Sent me a, a, a you know, he'll send out like little, little quotes and stuff like that. Uh, but you know what? He sent me this thing and some other people too. He said, uh, people will quit on you. You got to get up every day and make sure you never quit on yourself. And that is not the truth for today, as it will be for every day as you move forward along. You know, I mean, think about it. If the playoffs started today. What's that?
3: Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding
2: me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Exactly so, Jim Mori, You said, don't worry about the playoffs. Worry about the next game. Focus on the next game. Be ready to go the next game and limit your vision just that far. You don't want to go any further than that. You don't want a look-see down two weeks, three weeks, and so forth. You look exactly what's staring smack in your face right now, and that's the Colts. And that's where the be-all, end-all is. Because if, it, if the season ended today, by golly, you know what? Where would we be? Wes, where would we be? Playoffs?
4: Yeah. Where would we be going? Huh? Uh, We'd we'll be going to Kansas City, in oh, fact, uh, if you want specifics. Are we going to Kansas City? Yeah, good barbecue, I hear. Oh, yeah. What, what else is out there? Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes? Okay. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Okay, Travis Kelsey. And who's, then, he, who's he I don't dating? Know, there's
2: something, I don't know. There's something kind of fancy going on there. What's there, Who's that uh, Like most famous woman in the world, they say? Um uh, Swiffer? Because, uh, baby,
4: now we got bad boy.
2: Okay, that's enough. Okay. What? <laughs> How did that happen? I don't know. Gadzooks, things happen here in the locker room. But yes, truly, Kansas
4: City would be the opponent. Uh, you know, it, eh, definitely a team we all want to see, baby. Exactly, Wes. Here's the point. But, you know, just we, we get a little
2: sidetracked and so forth, and I like to have fun and, and, and enjoy things. But, listen. The whole thing is all about focusing what's dead ahead in front of you. You can't overlook anybody. This team is not good enough to look over, overlook anybody. And let's face it, for the most part, no team can overlook anybody because on any given Sunday in this league, anybody can tip anybody. And right now, yes, it's devastating. The Steelers lost to two, two and 2-10 teams in a row. Well, you know what? Um, things like that happen in a big boy league. And if you're not ready to rock and roll, this is what happens. And I understand that, you know, people are got their dober down and so forth, but you know what? You can't stay down. I can't live that way. I couldn't live that way. I didn't live that way when we were 5'11" in 1988. You want to know what misery is? Ooh. That was miserable. Ooh. That was miserable beyond anything else I could
4: imagine. Ooh. Yeah. Five and eleven, and then you came out the next season and started and lost to the Browns. What, <laughs> forty-eight to fifty-one no, no, to nothing? Fifty-one nothing, and
2: then <laughs> we—well, we got better when we went to Cincinnati. We lost forty-five to ten or something hey, like that. Uh, yeah,
4: yeah. Hey,
2: it got, we we're better. <laughs> Technically, you were better. <laughs> but here's the point: was you know, I mean, you have to hang in there. You think about uh, two thousand five; those guys were seven and five. Those guys rallied at the end of the year. Now, I know there's some things like, oh, we had a burgeoning quarterback by the name of Ben Roethlisberger who was on his way to having a Hall mm-hmm. of Fame career. And, yes, that's where, that's where these things start. But, again, they start with the idea, with the belief, with the group coming together and saying, okay, there's nobody, there's nobody that's going to put a W in our column but us. There's nobody else. So if you think that anybody outside this locker room is going to manifest themselves as some sort of riding high on the horse come in and save your season for you, you're completely bonkers. Am I speaking the truth, Max? Because I know you were part of that 2005 group.
1: Yeah. No. I think
2: when you look at it, Wolf. I mean, there, there's
1: there's no there, there's no magic pill. There's no magic beans, right? Right. You know, Jack and the Beanstalk is, is done. Yeah, that that that's done. No. Now now it's now you now you're dealing with the sobering reality about who you want to be. Not who you think people think you are. <laughs> Not who you want to pretend to be. It's who you really who you're really going to be this season. Because we have seen you become the best version of yourselves, Pittsburgh Steelers, right? We've seen the the representatives of what success looks like. We've also seen, you know, a team that looked, lost at moments, that didn't know what they wanted, that had guys just running around trying to figure things out or not really, you know, following, mm-hmm. you know, the other leaders. It, it, it's... But, but this is what a young, rebuilding side of the ball looks like.
2: Oh, did we use the, the, the rebuilding word there? Yeah, we <laughs> used the R word. Yeah,
1: I, I think, I, But I think <laughs> that word has to be embraced because at the end of the day, it's not a terrible thing, right? It's, but it is a thing to describe newness. Not as experienced as one would like, right? Right. New, new faces starting to become one. It's a time. It, it, it's a process. It takes time. And, you know, yeah, I use that word because I think that's a word we have to embrace because I'm not seeking comfort with using that word. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to shirk off, you know, or explain away why there's losses. But what I am trying to get people to understand is when you look when you look at it from that perspective, that means, okay, we're going to see flashes. We're going to see moments. We're going to see games. We're not going to get a season
2: <laughs> where
1: everything looks and moves the same way. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that you can't buck the trend and say no. Guess what? We fast tracked. We microwaved it, right? We're a microwave <laughs> exactly. society. Nah. We microwaved it. I don't have to put it in the oven. I don't need to preheat <laughs> to four twenty-five and wait, you know,
2: forty-five minutes for this. I can just nuke it. Why is four twenty-five what everybody preheats the oven? I never, I never. I figured have that no out. clue. You know, I've I was just never figured about out
1: about. Like, it's like—is it just warm enough? And nobody wants to hit five hundred. Yeah, well, and three seventy-five yeah. is not
4: hot enough. I don't—I don't know. I'm a big four hundred guy personally. Four hundred? Yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you do a frozen pizza, fellas. Four hundred. About, gets 20, about twenty-one minutes in there for a frozen pizza, okay. and voila.
2: All right. Yeah, yeah. Do, well, maybe four twenty-five. It heats up faster.
4: <laughs> yeah, then it burns. Yeah, I mean,
2: Ah,
1: okay. It's like cookies. So
4: like certain things you do at a hot, like chicken, right? If you're doing chicken breast, right? you can crank that thing up and get it done in a few minutes. Well, how do you figure your grill? If, if, you but your if you're grill? doing cookies in the oven, right, Wolf? And I know I'm speaking your language now. Oh yeah, now, you know
2: I love cookies, baby. You
4: can't put the oven on 500 degrees and throw a dozen cookies in there Why because not? then they crisp up on the outside, but the inside still isn't cooked. So, so it's perfect. a little gooey. <laughs> Rob King says sounds yeah. perfect because he comes in. Yeah, the exactly. It's like, it's like oh, but that's so that's how you get. You that's how
1: the, you get the the crispy, chewy cookies. You have to
4: <laughs> do cookies in the oven at like 350, or else the interior won't bake by the time the exterior is a hockey puck. So 350 screws the cookies up. No, no, five hundred no. screws no. oh, the cookies 500 up. Five
2: hundred does. I All know
4: right. this. Honest to God, this is a true story. One time when we were like freshmen in high school, me and one of my buddies, Tom, not shirtless Tom, who right. you know works down the hallway, different Tom. We
2: this guy kept his shirt on.
4: We decided we wanted to make cookies at like three in the morning one night and we're reading the tube right okay. and the tube says like 20 minutes at 375 or whatever and tom and i have the brilliant idea well if we just crank it up we won't have to wait 20 minutes why don't we just put them <laughs> in the oven at 500 yes, degrees that and it'll sounds take, like good and reasoning. it'll take 12 minutes instead of 20 minutes and then we got a bunch of hockey pucks that still weren't cooked on the oh, inside that, this huh. was
1: definitely a college night yeah. and i, I, I yeah, yeah I, the, I got a yeah, feeling the, yeah i said the, i said the, high the, school but yeah, i think the,
4: the, it might have been now that it's coming back to me yeah yeah the, the, we'll the, the, the no deductive further. logic you know what happens you're up at three
1: in for something to eat yeah.
2: and, you know. Yeah. So you're just
1: hungry. You're hungry. It's all good.
2: It's uh, all good. But here's but, here's the thing, Max, yeah. to get us back on track. If, yes, please do. If you hear this. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Max, that's the key. You got to focus on yeah. winning the game. That's it. Just the game in front of you. You cannot afford to go any deeper than this week, right here, right now. And Jim Morris said it best, and that was back when he was the head coach of the Colts, of which that's where the Steelers got to go. Ironically enough. Yes. Just so many, so many similarities. Similarities.
4: <laughs> I just, I just want to know if Max heard my, our Taylor Swift joke at the beginning, at the, at the top of the show. I don't know if he was tapped in, but Max, did you hear our Taylor Swift joke? No,
1: I did not. Because uh, I sent you a picture. Well, my screen was just completely blank at the
4: first five minutes. Yeah, he was of the having show. some technical difficulties back <laughs> yeah. in the office. So, okay. Yeah,
1: but uh, but yeah, no, I I I, I missed the joke. You're gonna have. You're gonna well, have to tell I just it said, me. you know,
2: if okay. if the playoffs started today, we would go to. Kansas City. Yep. And we would see the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. Swift. But
4: you said, you said, Swift? yeah, you yeah, said no, we oh, might. Oh, sorry. They're the sorry, Kansas City Swifties. Yeah, they are. Bad the they, they <laughs> blood. <are. laughs> there you yes, go. That's all we can we play. We do have bad blood. That was the
2: last playoff <laughs> loss we had. Uh, oh, yeah. It's sung by yeah. the very woman that would create a havoc there, right? Or something. Yes. I don't know. I'm not a. I don't she know. She wouldn't be are. a
1: wrecking ball because that's Miley Cyrus. Oh, but okay. she would. Yeah, she, she'd bring karma. Who's my um, who's name, who? Cyrus? Oh, jeez. No. No, 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 just. Okay. just, just Don't, no, no, okay. you know all right. No. Don't worry. We'll send you a tutorial. Okay, later. thank um, you.
2: All right. Yeah. So, back to it. The fact of the matter yeah. is, this is all about focus and preparation, and it's a do or die thing. And it's something that you're well familiar with because you traveled this path all the way back in 05, correct? Yes. Gotta have it.
1: Gotta have it became. <laughs> It became your life source. The playoffs have now started for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just to let you guys know, it's yeah, the playoffs have started. This is playoff preparation week, and Saturday will be the first playoff game for them. (laughs) That well, no, that's the mindset you have to have. Yes, that that that's the place you have to go to if you want to get in the playoff. They've already started for you. Yeah, you don't get the the luxury of waiting till January, the second week of January. No, no. No. When you are backs against the wall and you need everything to fall in line and you have to – that's what it was for us. Chicago was that game, Wolf.
2: Yes. Yes, and the guy that mugged me on the sidelines, did you see your brother Brett Kiesel on the sidelines for the game? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting there all of a sudden. I got this gargantuan, huge, abominable mountain man, whatever – just all of a sudden engulfed me in this bear hug and I go ah it's the beard the beard Brett Kiesel. what could we have used him on Sunday huh but the fact is oh, yeah. uh the, the fact is he had one of the big hits because didn't he he was the one that laid out erlock no no that was Bussy he got the Busy, kickoff Busy the cut yeah the kickoff he he ran down and creamed somebody on the kickoff team that's what yes, I remember
1: yeah. That was back when. He, he, here, let let me just jog your memory.
2: Thank wolf. you, because I, I need a little jogging. Well, I don't really want
1: to jog that. So, that so wouldn't be good.
2: a we had we
1: we we had we had probably the coolest name for a punter of all time, Chris Gardaki, aka Papa Doc. Oh, Papa. Um, was, was our punter. never had a punt blocked in his entire career, and Papa Doc played like. He's timeless. He played like, what, 20 years? I felt like. Um, Papa Doc, uh, no block. (laughs) Yeah, Papa Doc, no block. Uh, No, but our our core four special teams that year, James Harrison. Right. Brett Kiesel. Oh, yeah. Sean the Bullet Maury. Oh, yeah. Clint Buddy Lee Crewalt.
2: Buddy Lee, can't bust him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can't bust him can't bust him he, he could bust a wedge
2: Yeah, he could.
1: um we had those guys that did not contribute defensively because we had kibo von ohoffen right hamp and a smith yeah um on the d line and then of course hokey bro uh was a young feisty guy and right, right you know young feisty uh player i mean you know so i look at that kershke was there i mean we had, we had a squad so good that James Harrison was not taking defensive snaps. Wow. Brett yeah. Kiesel was not taking defensive snaps. That's how deep we were back then, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yet, we're in this position where we're trying to find the sixth seed. We're trying to get there because we had taken back-to-back losses. Yep. Right? Indianapolis, just like, Baltimore.
2: Just like yep. we've done now. Just like we just did now, yeah. Max, Max, freeze on this, because we got to take a break. We're going to bring in the kinger, all right? Yes. The king is in the castle, so we're going to bring him in, and we're going to pick up where we left off, if we can remember where we left off. Okay, so stay tuned, because all this is coming at you and more, if we can figure out where we're going next. (laughs) Stay tuned in the locker room.
1: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf
4: and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the
1: Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, back inside the locker room here. And we have the king, king of the castle, king of the castle. Rob King is in the building and yes, I did pull off my Borat impression there.
2: Um, it's all good. It's Who can't use a good, good Borat at any time? It sounds like a, exactly, a detergent. Exactly. Right?
1: We 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 need Gypsy Tears right now. I mean, we do. But um, no, Rob, welcome as you always do on Mondays. We appreciate the time. We know you. We know you run double duties on these days normally. Uh, so we appreciate you hopping in the saddle with us for a little bit and. Uh, I know you heard the previous segment because you were. Wait, 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 wait! I got, yeah. I got
2: to break in here from it because King sitting here now. You got to know he's a pretty polished guy. All right, he always looks like he dresses to the nines and all that stuff. He's sitting here in a flannel shirt. I'm like going, "There we go! A flannel! You look! You look like Elmer Fudd! Out. You look like Elmer Fudd! You got this Very, on. very cold out." <laughs> Mountain um, man. <laughs> I was just thinking that uh, Borat
3: spelled backwards is Tarab. Let's go Tarab. There we go Tarab. No, Let's go Tarab. Ro- no. You're a your game, buddy. Right, flannel shirt or no? Right. That's that's yes. amazing.
2: Very good. Sorry, sorry, Max. I, you know, I can't help it when those squirrels hit. They just be very, 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 very quiet. quiet. We're hunting love. <laughs> Oh my sorry.
3: Gosh. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. yeah. Continue. Hey, hey, listen, Fun spelled backwards is Duff. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Which is also a beer bread on the Simpsons. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, we're go. We're, you know, but as we kind of take stock, right? I mean, this is that extended pseudo bye week type of aftermath of a Thursday game, and we have the extended lens time of press conference not till Tuesday. Um, no, it's today. It's today. Oh, it is today. Yeah, yeah, they bumped it oh. up. Oh, they bumped it up. Okay, good. Good, good. There's our reference. Um, so I mean, as we look at this Rob, and obviously we know that when you have a two game, you know, slide like we did, and you look at kind of where we're at as a team, I mean, what are some of the things, you know, you think postulate? I know Mike Tomlin goes against the grain in a lot of this, but in under normal circumstances, I mean, you know, you hear change, changes are on the horizon, and, and you have to be able to be flexible and do some different things and make some moves. I mean, last time I remember, you know, us getting uh, us getting the uh, the Broderick Jones experience at right tackle um, was mm-hmm. one of, was one of those changes. Um, what are you do you is there anything you're looking at and saying this could possibly happen, or is it kind of all right? There's just needs to be a different, fresh approach.
3: I would say it's door number two over door number one. You know, I, I always take the notes. I have to get ready for the uh, the post-game show. And, boy, have those have been fun with the, <laughs> the last couple of weeks at Charlie Batch. Um, you know, and and I look at my notes and I go through them. And, really, over the last two weeks in both games against the Cardinals and then against the Patriots, um, I had written down that, you know, the offense wasn't good enough, basically. I mean, this is a summation of my notes. The defense wasn't good enough. The special teams weren't good enough. The coaching wasn't good enough. Everything needs to be reevaluated. You know, the good news is you've had ten days. I don't know what they can do personnel wise, except hope that guys are healthy. I-, I can't see anything that they would do. Um that would I mean, you know, Broderick Jones was was put into the lineup, Joey Porter Jr. was put into the lineup, Benton's been playing all along. I mean do you take Herbig and move him inside? But look, look at where you're. You know, all of a sudden your top two pass rushers are are hurt. So I don't, I don't know what they can do personnel wise. That's different. Than I'm more they've worried already done. about
2: that than anything else. You know, the nogginization, You got Highsmith and, yeah. and Watt. Right. You know, you get. There's no replacing that. Right. You know, I, and they've done their yeoman's best at the inside linebacker. But this, I will tell you, and it always stuck with me. In 1989, I you've heard this. And out the Wazoo, but we lost fifty-one to nothing. But the other side of that game the one of the Browns, season. right? Okay, but three weeks later, we beat the Browns in Cleveland. Same group of guys, same group of guys. It can be done, you know. And this is where I always. I know I run into the rhubarb, and I know I run into uh, those that that are naysayers. But the same sort of guys can turn it around. But you got to have a commitment, and you got to have a desire greater than what they've demonstrated thus far. That's where I go.
3: I love the positivity of my friend Craig Wolfley. Well, love I love I've it. always, it, I've always, it's one of the great joys of hanging out with you, my friend. I, I love it. It's great. Um, now, uh, I understand what you're saying, and it does something needs to change. Some, and when you look around. The rest of the NFL, really, to me, the only two teams that have emerged that you think, ooh, meh, I just as soon not play them, are both in the NFC. The 49ers and the Cowboys are just beginning to smoke people. I mean, look what happened to the Eagles, you know, to the defending NFC champions the last couple weeks. They've gotten thrashed. I look at the AFC, I don't see a single team that's frightening. I mean, you know, you had the Bengals and Colts. I was driving home yesterday from uh, from New York City. I was there for my nephew's wedding. And I'm driving back, and I'm listening to that game. And, you know, the, the Bengals smoked them. They smoked the Colts. It wasn't even close. They blew them out. Um, how? How does that happen? How does Joe Flacco go from the couch to, to looking as good or better than he's ever looked in his life? That's Max how he went from the couch to starting and playing just about the whole game. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's yeah, uh true. it's when you, when you look around the AFC in particular I I just don't see any teams I think anybody can beat anybody and anybody can lose anybody. I mean that, that's what it looks like to me. I mean the Jets just worked over Houston. So yeah. every time you think hey here's a team on the rise watch out for Houston. They get smoked by the Jets. You know, every time you think Oh, this team's in trouble. Oh, all of a sudden now, you know, the Bills, they they look like they could be going to the, you know, they're, they're going to be trouble if they get into the playoffs. So I just think that one of the things that gives me hope, in addition to just being in the same room with Craig Wolfley, is that <laughs> is that there are no teams in the AFC that scare me. You just have to muddle through. Two weeks ago, I would have told you, hey, I think the Steelers can get deep into the playoffs. Now, Pete, now you wonder, can they even get into the playoffs? Right. But the, the good news is, again, right in front of them are two teams that they need to beat to get there. So their chances go from – they're about uh, – I don't know who figured this out. Even though they're in the playoffs right now, if the season ended now, they went from like – they have like a 30% chance of getting in right now, according yeah. to some odds makers. If they win the next two games, it's up to 72%. Of course, if they'd won either of the last – it was 72% going to the Arizona game. Right, <laughs> right, right. And it's plummeted
1: pretty yeah. quickly too, right. so
2: – so you're saying they got a they chance? They got a chance. There you go.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Hey, I see you, Lloyd Christmas. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I knew, I knew you, know, you wouldn't fail me, Max. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not.
1: No, just when you think, no, no, we're we're gonna get get away from the squirrels. Are All get, right, yeah, yeah, the squirrels are gonna get in here. But you know, King, I think that is interesting, and like you said, I mean. You would have thought, man, this is going to be terrible. You know, we we're, we're, you know, we lost two games. Everybody in the AFC North won a game ye- yesterday. <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, my God. But the right teams lost, like you said. Right. A team that would have knocked us out of the playoffs in Indianapolis. A team that would have knocked us out of the playoffs in Houston. Um, you know, they don't get the victory. Jacksonville takes a step back. Like you said, Joe Flacco. I mean, the AFC is so good. it's cannibalizing itself in a lot of these instances. Right. And the NFC, I mean, you're, you're talking about guys that are six and seven that are like, Oh yeah, we're, we're, we're still, we're, we're, we're still strongly in the playoff hunt, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it's like, not the AFC. No, 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 no. Well, you know, you can't be a 500 team. You got to be above it. But, you know, I was worried about, Oh my gosh, man, we got the Colts. This is going to be a tough game. And I don't know if we can pull it out. To where you're like, man, they, they just got worked over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like yep. you and, and and you thinking about it in AFC North, we have three backup quarterbacks starting right now in our division. That's the only healthy one, funny, 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 Lamar Jackson. Right. <laughs> so the only healthy quarterback. Go figure. The last three years he had been healthy. Now the one year he is, right. there's no, you know, there's no starters also in the AFC North. But You're right. I mean, this is where we are, and like you said, anybody can win on any given Sunday, as we've proven.
3: And I mean, you look at at Baltimore, right? So, and and that's the thing, Matt. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm just, you know, when you look, so Baltimore suddenly they emerge midway through the season. There's the team to beat in the AFC. Well, the Steelers beat them, right? Right, and the Steelers. Maybe their most, I think, maybe their most complete game this year. I guess you could quibble about it. They, they played a really solid game against the Rams, beat them twenty-four to seventeen. That's a Rams team that maybe should have won that game against the Ravens yesterday. Um, so, I, I, I just don't. I mean, I don't see a Super Team. No. I see a lot of teams now. The 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 good and bad of that to me, guys, is that there's no team. If you get into the playoffs, you're like, well. We can beat that team. We can beat that team. The problem is you're now you have given you've taken your cushion, right, and thrown it off the, the deck of the Queen Mary. It's gone. Your cushion is now floating in the wind somewhere, right? It's gone. Because yeah. if you'd won even one of these two games, you'd be in a much better playoff position than you are now. Even one of these two and ten teams at home. Miserable teams.
0: Should have, oh, Should have beaten one of them. Should have
3: beaten yeah. them both. There's no he, question. He even won one. So now you put yourself in a position where um, could you beat the Colts? Sure. Could you beat the Bengals? Yes. Could you beat the Seahawks? Yes. Could you beat the Ravens? Already done it. But now you have to almost win all those games. And that's
2: a, that's a a that puts you in a very, very difficult position. But that also puts you in a mindset, I would think, Max, because though I never experienced it like you did in 05, Again, I go back to when your back is against the wall and everybody else is going, well, these guys stink. They're done. And then all of a sudden, you get that first victory. Then you get that second victory. And all of a sudden, Max, you got to be tasting maybe, just maybe we can salvage this season. And you did.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, that's what it is. but But it takes that mind shift, right? You have to go to that place and you have to
2: and you have to lock it in.
1: And desperation
2: built the pyramids, baby. <laughs> correct. Desperation
1: breeds innovation. Ar- Archaeologist
2: and... Wolfley here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That was one man's oh, desperation. And, oh, in- I don't those guys Indiana Wolf that here. Indiana Wolf.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but but you're but I but I think you you know, you're on to something though, Wolf. It's You tried to manufacture it for some guys that never knew struggle, right? Right. That never had to do that. Because, I mean, you're looking at a squad and you're looking around and, you know, there's no veterans really on that offensive side of the ball. Right. That have have gone through those type of moments. And we had the luxury and the fortune to have known what it was to be the golden child in 04, right? 15 and 1. Home field advantage, kind of riding high with a rookie quarterback right. and a defense, but we also fell into complacency, right? Because then when New England came back to town after we after we after we bombarded them the first time and broke their streak, they came back and they whooped us. And so to come back then that following year, and you know, like, hey, most of these pieces are all back together. We should we should be able to dominate. You know, we were fifteen and one just just a year ago, and realizing that. No, every journey is different, and you can't expect to show up and win games just because you're on the field. Like you got to go out there and you got to take that from people, and that's the mindset that we had, and that's why I said that earlier. You know, playoffs start start this week. You know, there is no buffer, there is no there is no tomorrow. Oh yeah, every game Apollo
2: Creed. Here we go. There it is. is, Yeah, there's no tomorrow.
1: You know, so I I
3: wanted to ask you about that, Max, on a couple of different. Uh, fronts For one thing, you know, if you have been to – and a lot of these guys have. If you've been to a program in which, you know, maybe you go, uh, you know, 11-1 and one every year in college, you're not used to – you just I'm – I'm not saying coaching and hard work doesn't have anything to do with it, but you, you, you go out there and you just have more talent than the other team. Or, or you know – and again, I have to be careful about that because I don't want to undermine the hard work that these guys have to put in, um, you know, in the off season during the season – uh, but it is interesting, you know, that there isn't that guy on offense that's had to go through those struggles. The other thing is, you know, people are making a lot out of the Minka Fitzpatrick comments about, um, you know, the, the guys have to want it more. And I think, you know, the natural reaction for some fans would be to look at, well, the coaching staff has to get them motivated. But I would no. think at the pro level, it's about even really think about back in high school or whatever. Like, you play for your teammates, you know. You, you play for each other. That I think that leadership – um, and that desire that, that you know, or I might forget desire, the ability to stand up in front of a room and say, this is what we have to do. And be the, that has to come from within the player group, I would think, as opposed to the coaching staff. Only so much the coaching staff can do as far as that's exactly, getting guys motivated. That's why the
2: leadership, or as Max said last week, is why the locker room elders need yes. to take it upon themselves and discuss things With the rest of the boys and make sure everybody is getting on with their very best efforts right now, and that's it's a mindset.
3: So let me ask you this, then: within uh, uh, football teams, there are units, right? You have the the offense and the defense. Obviously, you have special teams guys too, but there's an offensive unit and a defensive unit. Does that voice, you know, this this uh, voice that we're sort of inventing now, this person that has to come in and say stuff, does that for the offensive group? and you guys are both offensive players, does that need to come from somebody within the offense, or could somebody from the defense come over? And I say come over. It's the same locker room, but still, they are separate units. You know what I mean?
2: Max, I can, I'll can. i just jump in right here because I will tell you. One guy spoke up back then, back in the day, and that was Joe Green. Joe spoke for the offense, the defense, the special teams, and for the coaches and for the owners, basically. I mean, Joe Green was everything. There's a guy in that locker room who's very similar very similar. He can cross boundaries, and he also demands a type of respect, and his words will carry weight, and his effort will carry weight because he always leads from the front. You know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The guy that's the closest yeah. thing we've ever seen to Joe Green again, and that would be Cam Hayward, Captain Cam. There's a reason that guy has been a captain for, I don't know, what, nine years now or something like that? When you say so, Max?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think – you can have that one that's the catalyst, and we had that in Joey Porter, right? Right. Peasy was that guy for us. He was he was he was the team unofficial mascot, um, and Joey was the one that you know took it upon himself, you know, to have the to, to have that and and to work towards that because his actions spoke just as loud as his words yeah and sometimes even even louder his actions um he was he wasn't afraid to to ask the hard question he wasn't afraid to go talk to someone if they needed the talk and you know he had that talk with us we had we had our players only meeting and we had that moment where we had to air everything out to make sure everybody was on the same page and so yes it can come from a voice on the other side of the wall, but you also have the people who back that decision that is an elder, right? We had an Alan Fanica who also wasn't afraid, you know, to, to, to stand up and be, be counted in in the group. Uh, Jeff Hardings, we had that, we had a Heinz ward, right? We had these different individuals that stepped up that were already leaders, but, you know, it's one thing to have the leader of leaders, and then you have guys. So somebody on the offense has to eventually step up and stand next to Cam and 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 be that voice on that side of the ball, you know, that's echoing what Cam is saying Absolutely. from his side of the ball. That you know, you talk about one band, one sound, right? I mean that's you but you have to have a band leader. There has to be that drum major in, in there. And I think Cam is that drum major, but we need the other band leaders to step in as well. And, you know, and try and focus and try and get people to understand where it is. Because, you know, I think you hit it on the head, Rob. You know, when you get young guys coming from programs where winning just happens. I mean, yes, you put in a lot of hard work. But like you said, you are just better than the other teams. And when you put the effort in just a little bit, it breeds instant success. Not at the NFL level, because you're talking about the best of the best of the best. That's here. The top half percent over a decade plus of football is where you're at. This isn't college where you get, you know, the McNeese states of the world. Right? There's no. We McNeese State, buddy. Okay, there we go. The there we go. Independence
2: Bowl. We beat them in 1979. <laughs> All right. Don't you <laughs> be <Max> stars. <laughs> Starr- <the> <laughs>
1: There it is. There it All is. All
2: right. Hey, we gotta take a break, buddy. Yeah, we
1: gotta we, yeah, we gotta go aside. This was a long <laughs> segment, but it was great having the it's Thanks, always guys. great we have the king in because we can have these conversations. So we appreciate it, Rob, and we'll look forward to have, seeing you again and hopefully talking after a victory on Monday. Uh can take you, care, I, Rob can, can you yep. stay
2: another segment?
3: After that beautiful send off I was just getting come on, no. Sure, like, I
2: can I like let's keep him for one more All segment. Right, I'll nah? stick around.
1: All right. Then we're just going to break here. You're inside the locker room. will Stark here on ESPN and SNR radio. <laughs> is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your
2: neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we're back in the locker room having discussions left and right as we peruse through the kitchen because we were on a grabacious type run. Me and, uh. me and the Kinger, we were... Uh, sorry, Max, we were like trying to find some sustenance. Anything to consume in between but we came back uh, pretty much no, epic, no, except I, for coffee I, I had the cheetos oh you had cheetos oh you didn't even share I had with me a little bag
3: of cheetos man that was breakfast max <clears throat> what what about they must have protein in it because they're called cheetos or cheese in there right <laughs> there's got to be some protein in those where's the bag
2: <laughs> all I, oh, I threw it away all i can say is I, i'm disappointed you didn't, i didn't even see it I wow i'm really losing my edge here that was subtle yeah, very subtle. So, very nice, so yeah. Max,
3: when Wolf and I did high school football for what do we do, for eight, ten years together? Yeah, at least a decade. We, I think it was. I'll tell you what, the WPIL lost a lot of money oh. when we stopped doing games because of those food stands. I mean, we just we just ravaged we, the food we, stands.
2: We, <laughs> we ran from food stand to food stand
3: <laughs> to try them all out, man. There, there was a time in the uh, when the the uh, we were went to a Seton LaSalle game. And it was the only time we did a seat La game, and I can't—they they don't have a field on their campus, but they had—they had, they had um, kebabsi on the grill, oh, and oh wow, and we—it was so they were so good. Oh, we went, we ate them on our way back to the to the, uh, to, the press to, box. to the to the to yeah. the to the broadcast booth. And I think we each – when we had our last bite, I think we each shed a little tear like, really, that's it? Oh, yeah. that's, that was so it was good. Like so amazing. Then we we did our open, so now it's like maybe five minutes to seven, and I'm like, Wolf, i got to go get a more. <laughs> <laughs> so I sprinted through the crowd, he we, weaved my way back and forth, came back and
2: uh, did more miss kibazza. kickoff. No? We had the open. That's we made why. it back with hey, a minute hey. or two to spare. That's why we sent Kinger. He's swift of foot as compared to me. <laughs> and then, you know, the,
3: yeah. you, you love when you go into the uh, – when you go to those press box in high school football and, um, you know, you're, you, you know, some place like Hopewell had Hulishki, I think, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, pierogies. But when you hear, uh, hey, um, I, I see meatball subs on the on the on the menu of you know, you know, are, are, can I get one? Well, Donna hasn't arrived with him yet. So when Donna's <laughs> making him at home, oh, it's worth yeah. the wait. How about oh, it, They're not coming out of the frozen. They're not coming out of a frozen packet. Donna's bringing him from home, and they're going to sell him. And you're like, oh, this is money,
2: man. This is the best. We went oh, to El Equip, the and there was I don't know burritos or something. No, no uh, euros. Euros. Yeah, that's yeah, what it yeah, was. Oh, yeah. heavens! Oh. Was that? Oh, that was sensational.
3: Man, the Cheetos are starting to. They're they're not they're not holding it. <laughs> <the, laughs> no, not the yeah, Exactly.
2: Done. They're not holding up right no, now. They're not ah. (laughs) Indeed. But you know, fellas, here's the thing about it again. And uh, I know that uh, sometimes my optimism drives people crazy, but that's the way I was born. That's the way I am. I'm driven by the thought that when you uh, lose 51 nothing, you can win 24 to 17 or whatever it was three weeks later with the same people. There is always the fighting spirit of a man, and that's one of the things that I thought was so prominent in the run in 05, watching the Steelers, And I know you got Ben, you got the inside linebackers, such as James Ferrier and Larry Foote and everything else, but you still were in a predicament where you were 7-5 and and you still needed to rip off four in a row, and you did, Max.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's – there's no secrets, right? You know, the answers are in the locker room. Right. It's, but it's the mentality, it's the drive of the man, not the coaching that gets him to that point. Coaching, you know, because I had somebody on, on X send me a message and say, you know, thanks, Max, for sending all those examples of where a player has to step up, but where is it's coaching to blame? And, you know, where coaching is to blame is... A schematic, right? It, it's it's something that you, like you said, you do a motion and a guy's not up covering up the, ta- the tackle on the line of scrimmage, right? right? Those are the coaching gaffes, so to speak, where you can point a finger. But at the end of the day, coaches coach players play. And you, at this level, it's not about, oh, my gosh, what was the right words – that Pat Meyer said to the offensive line that made them kick into gear. No, it's it, there, There's no secret sauce like that. There's no password to passion, right? You know, it, right. It, it, it has to be internalized. It has to be an internal thing. And these guys have to feel that desperation. You know, I don't think they truly felt it, you know, la- prior last Sunday or previous Sunday. Cause technically Sunday was yesterday. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, two games ago, And now we sit here on the Monday after and now it's it's square in front of you. No need to manufacture because it's the reality that you live in. And that's where you kind of see the true measure of a man when they come out there and they also understand what's at stake. And that's why I said playoffs start today. To- totally, this agree. Squad. I- totally
3: agree. Totally I- yeah. agree. I I completely agree with everything Max is saying, and you've been saying too, Wolf. You know th- this notion that a coach is going to stand up and give you a rah rah speech. It ain't gonna... This is the pros. Yeah, you got to find it within yeah. you, or, or 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 a teammate. The peer pressure has to help you in that. And if that doesn't, maybe time to get on with your life's work. As, there you go, as your old coach used to say.
2: Well, you know what, my life's work is uh, going to end right here at. It- Ten fifty nine. My life's work actually is not really that. Let's hope not, anyhow, because you got to come back Your, your, for your segments two. work. Your, yeah. your segments work is done. That's right. Okay, <laughs> Let, let's have it. Let's make sure that we have it correct. Okay, so we'll be right back after this. We got more coming from the locker room. Thank you, Kinger, for joining us. Yeah, where's Appreciate the send off? Where's I had this great big send off for Max. Yeah, way where's better, but, but Wolf where is the send off? Max would you
3: him send, him send him him off King, here, Rob? Take okay, care. Okay, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Here
1: we go. Listening. All right. You know, we want to thank Rob King, Steelers <laughs> Insider Extraordinary, guy got, who does all things. Oh, you guys and are the best. And also, you have to remember, Rob does yeoman's work here, not only coming into the locker room on a Monday, but he also answers all the queries, ponderings, and also, uh, let's say, enlightened postulations post game <laughs> with Charlie Batch. He is a man extraordinaire, and we are so blessed to have him. And of course... When the king comes in the castle, you make sure the throne's ready. And that's what we do every Monday. We make sure the throne's ready for Rob King. All right, King, or have a great leave. rest of your Thank week. Thank you, wow. Max. Appreciate it. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was
2: good.
0: Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, SmileActives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to SmileActives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.